0: The mystical city of God. The Incarnation, Book 3, Chapter 5. The Venerable Sister Mary of Jesus of Argreda, explains how His Majesty manifests new mysteries and sacraments, together with the works of the fifth day of the creation, to the Blessed Virgin Mary, and Her Highness continues to pray for the Incarnation of the Word.
1: 47. The Fifth Day of the Novena which the Most Blessed Trinity celebrated in the Temple of Most Holy Mary, in order that the Eternal Word might assume human shape, in her, had arrived. Just as in the preceding days she was elevated to an abstractive vision of the Divinity, and, as the veil fell more and more from the secrets of the Infinite Wisdom, she discovered new mysteries also during this day. For the preparations and enlightenments emitted ever stronger rays of light and divine graces, which flashed into her most holy soul and emptied the treasures of infinity into her faculties, assimilating and transforming the heavenly lady more and more to a likeness of her God, in order to make her worthy of being his mother. 48. In this vision, showing himself to her with indescribable signs of affection, the Most High spoke to the heavenly queen and manifested to her additional secrets
0: saying, My spouse and my dove, In the secret of my bosom thou hast perceived the immense bounty to which my love for the human race inclines me, and the treasures which are secretly prepared for their happiness. So powerful is this love in me, that I wish to give them my only begotten for their instruction and salvation. Thou hast also seen something of the small returns, of their most listless ingratitude and contempt in which men hold my clemency and love. Yet, although I have shown thee part of their malice, I wish, my friend, that thou should once more know in me, how small is the number of those who are to know and love me as my chosen ones, and how great and extended is the number of the ungrateful and the reprobate, the innumerable sins and abominations of these impure and defiled men whom I have foreseen in my infinite knowledge, retard my bounteous mercy and have locked up the treasure house of my divinity, making the world entirely unworthy of receiving my gifts.
1: 49. The Princess Mary, through these words of the Heavenly Father, was instructed in the great mysteries regarding the number of the predestined and the reprobate and also regarding the hindrances and impediments by which sinful men delayed the coming of the eternal word as man into the world. Having present before her the vision, both of the infinite bounty and equity of the Creator, and of the measureless iniquity and malice of men, the most prudent mistress, inflamed by the fire of divine love, spoke to His Majesty and said, 50.
2: My Lord and infinite God of wisdom and incomprehensible sanctity! What mystery is this, which you have manifested to me? Without measure are the misdeeds of men, so that only your wisdom can comprehend them. But can all these and many more, perhaps, extinguish your bounty and love, or vie with them? No my Lord and Master, it must not be so. The malice of men must not detain your mercy. I am the most useless of all the human race, yet on its behalf I remind you of your fidelity. Infallibly true it is, that heaven and earth will come to naught, before your word can fail, Isaiah 51 6. And it is also true, that you have many times given your word through the holy prophets, and you have promised them by word of mouth, a Redeemer, and our salvation. How then my God, can these promises fail of fulfillment without conflicting with your infinite wisdom, or how can man be deceived without conflicting with your goodness? In order to induce you to fulfill your promise and to secure the maternal felicity through your incarnate word, I have nothing to offer on the part of mortals nor can any creature oblige you. And if this blessing could be merited then your infinite and bounteous clemency would not thereby be glorified. Only through yourself can this obligation be imposed upon you, for only in God can a sufficient reason be found for his becoming man. In you alone was the reason and the motive for our creation, and therefore in you alone also the reason for our reparation after our fall. Do not seek, my God and Most High King, for merits— nor for a greater motive than thy own mercy and the exaltation of thy holy name.
1: The Most High answered,
0: It is true, my spouse, that on account of my goodness I bound myself to the promise of vesting myself in human nature and of dwelling among them, and that no one could merit in my sight such a promise. But the ungrateful behavior of men, so abominable in my sight and in my justice does not merit the execution of this promise for though i seek only their eternal happiness is a return of my love i perceive and find only hard-heartedness by which they are certain to waste and despise the treasures of my grace and blessing they will yield forms instead of fruit great insults for benefits and base in gratitude for my unbounded and generous mercy, and the end of all these evils will be for them the privation of my vision in eternal torments. Take notice of these truths recorded in the secrets of my wisdom, my friend, and weigh these great sacraments, for to thee my heart is laid open, so that thou can see the justice of my proceeding.
1: 52. It is impossible to describe the hidden secrets, which most holy Mary saw in the Lord. For she perceived in him all the creatures of the past, present and the future, and the position of each one in creation, the good and bad actions, and the final ending of each one. If she had not been strengthened, she could not have preserved her life under the effects and feelings caused by the knowledge and insight into these hidden sacraments and mysteries. But as his majesty in these new miracles and blessings had such high ends in view, he was not sparing but most liberal with the beloved one, whom he had chosen as his mother. And as our queen derived this science from the bosom of God itself, she participated also in the fire of his eternal charity, which inflamed her with the love of God and the neighbor. Therefore, continuing her intercession she said, 53. Lord and Eternal God! Invisible and immortal,
2: I confess your justice, I magnify your works, I adore your infinite essence and hold in reverence your judgments. My heart melts within me with tenderest affection, when I perceive your unlimited bounty toward men, and their dark ingratitude and grossness toward you. For all of them, O my God, you seek eternal life, but there are few who are thankful for this inestimable benefit, and many who will perish by their malice. If on this account O my eternal good, you relinquish your undertaking, we mortals are lost, but while you, in your divine foreknowledge, perceive the sins and the malice of men who offend you so much, you also foresee your only begotten made man and his works of infinite price and value in your sight and these will counterbalance and exceed the malice of sin beyond all comparison. Through this God-man let your equity be conquered and on his account give us him now. And in order to urge my petitions upon you once more in the name of the human race, I unite myself with the spirit of this word, already made man in your mind, and pray for his coming in fact and for the eternal life of men through his
1: hands. 54. At this prayer of most pure Mary, the Eternal Father, in our way of speaking, represented to himself his only begotten as born in the virginal womb of this great queen, and he was moved by her humble and loving petitions. His apparent hesitation was merely a device of his tender love, in order to enjoy so much the longer the voice of his beloved, causing her sweet lips to distill most sweet honey, Canticles 4:11, and her emissions to be like those of paradise. Canticles 4:13, and to draw out still more this loving contention, the Lord answered her,
0: "My sweetest spouse and chosen dove, great is that which thou asks of me, and little is that which obliges me on the part of men. How then shall such a singular blessing be conferred on those unworthy ones?" Leave me, my friend, to treat them according to their evil deserts.
1: Our powerful and kind advocate responded. No,
2: my master, I will not desist from my annoying persistence. If much I ask, I ask it of thee, who are rich in mercies, powerful in action, true in your words. My father David said of you and of the eternal word, The Lord hath sworn, and he will not repent, thou art a priest forever according to the order of Melchizedek, Psalm 109-4. Let then that priest come, who is at the same time to be the sacrifice for our rescue. Let him come, since you cannot change your promise, for you do not promise in ignorance. Let me be clothed O my sweet love, with the strength of this man God, which will not allow me to put a stop to my annoying persistence, until you give me your blessing as
1: to my father Jacob, Genesis 32 26. 55. In this contest, just as it once happened to Jacob, our lady and queen was asked, what was her name, and she said, I am
2: a daughter of Adam, formed by your hands from the insignificant
1: dust. And the most high answered,
0: Henceforth you shall be called Chosen for the Mother of the Only-Begotten.
1: But the latter part of this name was heard only by the courtiers of heaven, while to her it was as yet hidden until the proper time. She therefore heard only the word chosen. Having thus protracted this amorous contention according to the disposition of his divine wisdom, and as far as served to inflame the heart of this elected one, The Blessed Trinity gave to Mary, our most pure Queen, the explicit promise that they would now send the eternal Word made man into the world. Filled with incomparable joy and exultation by this fiat, she asked and received the benediction of the Most High. Thus, this strong woman issued forth from the contest with God more victorious than Jacob, for she came out rich, strong, and laden with spoils, and the one that was wounded and weakened, to speak in our way, was God Himself. For he was drawn by the love of this lady to clothe himself in that sacred bridal chamber of her womb, with the weakness of our passable nature. He disguised and enveloped the strength of his divinity, so as to conquer in allowing himself to be conquered, and in order to give us life by his death. Let the mortals see and acknowledge how most holy Mary, next to her most blessed Son, is the cause of their salvation. 56. During this vision were also revealed to this great queen the works of the fifth day of the creation, in the manner in which they happened. She saw how by the force of the divine command, were engendered and produced in the waters beneath the firmament, the imperfect reptiles which creep upon the earth, the winged animals that course through the air, and the finny tribes that glide through the watery regions. Of all these creatures she knew the beginnings, the substance, the form and figure according to their kinds. She knew all the species of the animals that inhabit the fields and woods, their conditions, peculiarities, their uses and connections. She knew the birds of heaven, for so we call the atmosphere, with the varied forms of each kind, their ornaments, feathers, their lightness, the innumerable fishes of the seas and the rivers, the differences between the whales, their forms composition and qualities, their caverns and the foods furnished them by the sea, the ends which they serve, the use to which they can be put in the world. And his majesty especially commanded all these hosts of creatures to recognize and obey most holy Mary, giving her the power to command all of them, as it happened on many occasions to be mentioned later on. Then she came forth from the trance of this day and she occupied herself during the rest of it in the exercises and petitions, which the Most High had pointed out to her. The instruction which the Heavenly Lady gave me. 57.
2: My daughter, the more complete knowledge of the wonderful operations of the arm of the Almighty in raising me during the abstractive visions of the divinity to the dignity of mother, is reserved for the predestined when they shall come to know them in the heavenly Jerusalem. There they shall understand and see them in the Lord himself, and with that special delight and astonishment which the angels experienced, when the Most High revealed these things to them for his exaltation and praise. And since his majesty has shown himself so lovingly generous toward you, giving you in preference to all the generations of men, such great knowledge and light concerning these so hidden sacraments, I desire my friend, that you signalize yourself above all creatures in praising and magnifying his holy name for the works of his powerful arm in my regard. 58. At the same time you must strive with all your power, to imitate me in the works, which I performed by the aid of these great and wonderful blessings. Pray and sigh for the eternal salvation of your brethren, and that the name of my Son may be extolled by all and known to the whole world. You must establish the habit of this kind of prayer, by a constant resolve, founded upon firm faith and unshaken confidence, and by never losing sight of your misery in profound humility and self-abasement. Thus prepared, you must battle with the divine love for the good of your people, firmly convinced that the most glorious triumphs of divine love may especially be looked for in its dealings with the humble, who love God in uprightness. Raise yourself above yourself and give him thanks for the special blessings conferred upon you and for those conferred upon the human race. Transformed by this divine love, you will merit other gifts, both for yourself and for your brethren, and whenever you find yourself in his divine presence, do ask for his benediction.